Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Listen, July is a wrap. It's over. So seriously, what is it going to take for you to do those things you said you were going to do? You got a break with COVID. Let's hope you got a little time to recalibrate, to focus, to think about what the rest of your life should look like. You know, the world is pretty sick right now. And I can tell you, sickness is uh, a catalyst. It means that something's not right. It needs to be uh, rooted out and healed. And so obviously we have a lot of things going on globally, um, physically, spiritually, all kinds of ways. And when I got sick, um, I personally just took it as a mission to be a better human being, to be more healthy, to be nicer to myself to sort of uh, not weed out, but definitely compartmentalize people who caused me stress. And it wasn't because I didn't care for them or they didn't love me. And I, you know, it was never anything about them. I just had to do what was best for me. And uh, I think this is a great time for everybody to just sort of look at yourself and say, what, what quality of life do I want to have? What do I believe I deserve? Because a big chunk of the way you live your life is based off of what you believe you deserve. And it's true. You know, yes, there's there's been all kinds of atrocious things that's happened in the past to a lot of people, to all people. It's never been easy to be a woman. It's never been easy to be of color. It's never been easy to be poor. It's never been easy to be gay. Whatever your thing is, it's never been an easy time for that. You know, uh, maybe the easiest it's been has been for wealthy white men. And that's a very small percentage of the human population over the course of history. And I understand it. I accept it. But here's the thing I won't do. I just can't live my life worrying about the past and all the things that's happened in the past. And maybe not specifically to me, but to other people who look like me or other people like me. I know bad shit happens. I'm a female screenwriter. I've been in rooms where the conversations have been wildly inappropriate. I've been borderline sexually harassed. I've been looked over, passed over, uh, not given a shot. I remember a job I had not in Hollywood, uh, not too long ago, where just by virtue of her being white and female, she got a promotion. It couldn't have been anything else. She got the job over me, but she couldn't have had more experience than me because I've been working longer than her. I was a good 10 years older than she was. So it's like, okay, you know, those kinds of things happen, but what I don't do is hold on to them and uh, be obsessed and upset nonstop. Injustices happen all the time. And eventually, of course, she turned out to be horrible and irresponsible and I got the promotion and I was right. But it didn't keep me from I mean, it was a crappy company, so it didn't keep me from, you know, eventually moving on because it wasn't a super great place to work. Um, You know, it just is what it is. And if you hold on to your past, if you hold on to your pain, if you hold on to your frustrations, you will never physically be able to grow past that point. Not only physically, spiritually, you'll stay stuck and you will automatically draw these things into your life that keep that anger stoked, 
That's why people look for incidents of racism all day. You know, if that's your thing, if that's the thing that makes you mad and you're convinced that America is the most racist place on the planet, you will look all day and find and Facebook feeds into this. They their algorithm has you figured out. So, hey, he he or she looks at this stuff every day. Let's just keep feeding it. Let's just keep giving them all the police brutality videos you can you can find even if they're dated wrong even if it's uh something that's uh not from 2020 but from 2014 or you know they don't care if it's accurate and that's where facebook has become a menace it's a menace to society you know it's busting up marriages it's showing you propaganda they won't censor trump yet twitter has censored trump that founder is from St. Louis. Thank you, Jack Dorsey. But Zuckerberg, I mean, it's almost like he's just sold his soul out to the devil. It's like, I I can't censor freedom of speech. It's like you, you, you choose how you want to censor people, though. It's very strange. I I feel like I'm going to be breaking up with Facebook. But anyway, so I just, I know for a fact that if something like that inflames you and makes you upset, you're going to see it nonstop. And Facebook will make sure you don't even have to look for it. And that's how they control our elections. That's They run these ads against uh, type. They don't even, they don't even, uh, they don't even put out blatant things. I don't know if you guys have ever seen some of the stuff Facebook runs that, that they said the Russians created. It's all racial stuff. It's all stuff to just keep you fired up. And so, I don't know, just stop being that way. Look at your daily life. If you have that in your daily life, that's probably because you believe it's going to happen to you every day. And that's what happens. I tend to just focus on what I want to happen and not what has happened to me in the past. Because you can get trapped there. And you'll wake up 70 years old, never having done what you wanted to do. And who wants that? I don't want to get up one day and be like, you know, I'm 80 and my life has just been, you know, not that great. I don't, That's just not how I am. That's not how I live. And I just beg you, if you're stuck, if you feel trapped, if you feel like things just haven't gone your way, be grateful for where you are, that you woke up, that you have ears to hear this. And that you have an opportunity to change your life and the way you look at things. And you can do it instantly. You really can. And it will change your energy. It will change your life. You'll feel much better. And you'll just take it day by day. Take it day by day, person by person. You know, I tend to deal with people on a case-by-case basis. I very rarely deal in generalizations. I do on this podcast for obvious reasons, but, you know, in my real life, I've met people that, that I was told I was just supposed to just dislike on GP. And that never was the case. I enjoyed them. They made me laugh. They were funny. They were thoughtful. They were nice. And granted, they may not be that way all the time, but they were that way to me in that moment. So what do you do with that? I'm not just going to categorically write somebody off because other people told me I was supposed to. And that's just how I live my life. And I recommend that for everybody. It's way, way better. You know, and anything that's holding you back, a good chunk of it's in your brain. 
And it's what you give your energy to. And the beauty about getting really, really sick is if you are blessed to recover, you can be like, "Mm, you know, I don't give a shit about that at all. (laughs) And that is what happened to me. I am not a peace, granola, all smiles, count it all joy type of person. At least I didn't used to be. But like I said, when you're sitting there and you're befuddling a medical staff and they're like, we're just not sure how you're not dead. (laughs) We're not understanding why you haven't had a massive cardiac event. Um, You know, you feel you feel special and you feel like, okay, well, I don't want to waste any more time being, you know, angry and a jerk. I want to be happy and fulfilled and. I'll be honest with you, I've had the best, uh, I guess it's about nine years now. Uh, So in reality, I'm brand new. I'm nine. I'm a (laughs) nine-year-old. But it it is important, seriously. Like, your outlook is is the show. And if you want to be happy, stop thinking about people and situations that make you unhappy. Ugh.